It's great to be here. Um, but yeah, so for those that don't know me, um, I go to Emmanuel Church in Brighton. Yes. I have got a husband called Dan. He's over there. He will really hate that. I've given him a shout out. Um, I've been part of the 1214s team for a number of years now, and I actually grew up going to New Day. So I actually went to the first ever New Day. Whoa. I'm very old. I'm not that old. And we actually got flooded that year, which was very exciting. And I got evacuated to a leisure center. So if you want to talk more about that, then ask me that later. That's my interesting fact. (laughs) Okay, that's great. But I've got some important questions to ask. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Summer or winter? Summer. Pasta or pizza? Pizza. (laughs) Okay. Sourdough pizza. Ooh. Does that make it healthier or something? Okay. (laughs) You can... All right. (laughs) Okay, over to Lauren. How are you all doing? Good? You had your first night in a tent. Was it all right? Do you like camping? Yeah. I don't mind camping too much, but I I like it at New Day because you're camping with all your friends, right? So it should be the best thing. So um, as Rian said, my name's Lauren, and I'm here to talk to us today about loving Jesus. Um, But another fact about me is that, did you all enjoy 1214s this morning? Did you all have a look at the movies that were on the screen? Yeah. Has anyone gone to see The Lion King yet? I love The Lion King. I actually went recently to the cinema to watch it. I cried three times. Um, My favorite character is Nala. Does anyone know who was the voice for Nala this year? Beyonce. Absolutely. Beyonce is also one of my favorite idols. I love Beyonce. Love her music. Love that she was Nala. I felt like Nala brought a bit of sass to the role. Um, That was one of my favorite movies this year. Um, But yeah, as Rian said, this seminar stream is all about learning to become a disciple of Jesus and what it really means to put Jesus first in our lives. And one of the major ways Jesus has taught us to have a relationship with him and communicate to him is through prayer. And uh, that's what I'm going to be speaking about today. Because although Jesus commands it, we still find it a bit tough, don't we? Uh, And so in this seminar, I want to equip us with tools to help you pray, to understand why we pray, and explain what it's even about. So you up for that? So I'm just going to start the seminar by praying. (laughs) That was a great start. So let's just pray to Jesus. Lord Jesus, I just thank you that you are God. I thank you that you are with us this morning. I want to thank you for all the people that put you first in their lives this morning, that became Christians. God, I want to pray for us right now in this seminar, wherever, whatever weeks we've had, whatever years we've had, whatever days we've had, whatever's going on in our minds right now, I want to pray that you would allow us to hear your voice, that you would help equip us about how to pray to you. And uh, Lord Jesus, that you would just give us the tools to um, make a next step um, to getting to know you better. Amen. Okay, so why is prayer important? Why do we even pray? Well, one way that praying is important is that we get the opportunity to talk to the living God. 
By praying, we get to speak to the creator of the universe, the one that made this entire earth, the one that made you, the one that made me, the one that made the person next to you, and he wants us to talk to him. Isn't that amazing? And he wants to talk to us. It's an absolute privilege, despite everything that's going around in this world, despite all the people that want to talk to him, despite whatever we're feeling, despite our circumstances, he wants to hear from you. And there are so many verses in the Bible that talk about talking. Who here loves to talk? You and me both. Uh, my, um, I used to get school reports growing up and they always used to say, Lauren is very loud. She talks a lot and she distracts others. So I love that there are verses in the Bible that talk about talking because I love talking. Has anyone got their Bibles here? Great. would encourage you all this week to bring your Bibles to discipleship. Um, but if you want to turn your Bible to Matthew, Matthew's the first book in the New Testament. And in Matthew 11, it says, Come to me, all who are weary. Come to me with all your burdens. And another verse, Philippians, it's a little bit, few, few chapters on. In Philippians 4, you can write that one down and come back to it later. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in prayer and thanksgiving, let your requests Be known to God and he will give you peace. We need to come to him and bring everything we have to Jesus. We need to bring our needs to him. We need to bring everything that's going on because he has promised he will meet our needs and help us. And we can't do it without him. He's asking us to spend time with him. Do you know that God delights in hearing you pray? He loves speaking to the people that he created and he loves to have the opportunity to speak to you. We have a father who longs to hear from his children. And uh, I said to turn to Matthew 11 earlier. I don't know if you've ever heard of the message version, but sometimes when I'm reading the Bible, I find I always look at the message version sometimes because it helps me understand it a bit, bit easier. And in Matthew 11, the same verse, it asks these questions. It says, Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burnt out? Are you weary? Come to me. I will give you rest. Notice what he says there. He says he will give. So when we're coming to God and asking for things, we know that he wants us to give good gifts to his kids. He says he will give us things. He will provide us things. Who here has ever asked for a gift for their birthday? And who here has got their gift that they asked for? (laughs) Some of us didn't put their hand down because maybe your mum and dad got the wrong present. But God loves it when we're specific with what we want. And he loves it because he loves to give us what we need. So we need to be specific when we ask God for things because he wants to answer our prayers. It says in that Bible verse, he will give you rest because he loves to give good things to you. There is no other religion that says this. He's not saying that we have to do anything to get the privilege of having that. 
Lou talked about it last night. Who was in the big top last night? Have you all got your badges on today? That badge that Lou was talking about means that we have all access to God. We can come to God through Jesus and we get to ask him for things. And that is the privilege of being a child of God. But he wants us to bring our, all of our needs. The things that we might not be sharing with everyone. The stuff that we sometimes don't want to talk about. He wants to know what our heart is going on in our heart because he wants to help us. And that is the invitation that we have. So whatever you're feeling this morning, I don't know what your year's been like. If you feel like you've come to New Day and you're not sure what's really going on. You need to know that when you pray, you are welcome, you are wanted, and you are heard. And that is the position that you can stand in when you come to pray to your Father. You know, I said earlier that I would love to meet Beyonce. I haven't actually met Beyonce. Anyone met Beyonce? <laughs> Beyonce, there, do you know what? Praying to the fact that we have a living creator, to a father that wants to give good gifts to me, that is even more exciting than meeting Beyonce. It's more exciting than praying and hoping to meet our favorite celebrity, the fact that we get to spend time to Jesus. Because praying helps our relationship with God. The more we communicate, the deeper and stronger our relationship gets. And you know what? The disciples were desperate for Jesus to teach them how to pray. And this seminar stream is called Discipleship because we want to equip you to become a disciple of Jesus. But the disciples weren't perfect. They struggled with praying and they asked Jesus, how do you pray? And they were, isn't that comforting to know that they were Jesus's best friends? These were the guys that literally gave up their jobs as fishermen. They said, yeah, I'm going to leave that and I'm going to follow Jesus. These were amazing guys that were with Jesus every single day. I'd love to have seen all the miracles that Jesus did, but they still struggled with prayer. And we find it hard too. Who here finds praying hard? Look around you. We're all putting up our hands. And we do find it hard, but the good news is that the Father has not only sent us his Son, but he, um, so we can have access to him, but he also sent us his Holy Spirit to be our helper. So how do we pray? Well, Gen- Jesus gently answers this question um, to the disciples when they asked him. And in Matthew, you were in that book already, but if you go to Matthew 6, verses 5 to 6, it says this. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and being on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, so when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret We'll record you. What is all that about? Who here has a bedroom? We all have bedrooms, don't you? So you might be thinking to be the best disciple of Jesus, you need to be going on the street, standing on the corner, preaching, um, opening your Bibles, preaching the word of God, really going for it. And really, you know, going for it and say, yep, I'm a really good Christian. But do you know what? To be a true disciple of Jesus Your first command is to love him, 
to love him with all your heart. God cares more about what's going on in your heart than what's going on in the outside. And the starting place to loving Jesus is to begin your relationship with God. Going into your bedroom in secret and praying to God. Because out of this relationship, out of this closeness with God, everything flows from this. And uh, I recently moved house this year. And uh, moving's a bit stressful. I don't know if everyone's, anyone else has moved this year. Anyone moved? Oh, quite a few of you. So I was moving from a flat into a house. And it's quite fun when you, you're packing everything up because it's a good opportunity to have a clear out, isn't it? I uh, like to hold things quite a lot. So it's a good opportunity to make sure what we're packing do we really want to take. But I had a particular box that I had all my treasures in. And they're not really expensive, but what I love... One of my valuable things in life is all like precious letters, cards, photos, things that are like memorabilia. I think my husband would call them tat, but I wrote on the box, Lauren's treasures. <laughs> and they were things that I really wanted to keep. And I put that box in my bedroom because I think my bedroom is one of the safest places for them to go because I don't, you know, when they say, if uh, you ever had a fire, what would you want to save? I would want to save that box. And the most valuable things are often kept in our bedroom. But why God is using this as an illustration for us. Because he wants us to get used to developing a personal relationship with God in private. He wants you to speak to him in the quiet. It doesn't mean that we have to come to him in silence, in the really quiet place. It doesn't always have to be even in our bedroom. But what he's asking you to do is he loves to spend time with you one-on-one. He doesn't need you to do all of these things on the outside. That's really important too. And we'll be talking later on this week about what that looks like on the outside. But the first commandment is to love him. I think everyone's okay. Our first commandment is to love him to spend time with him, to go to our quiet place and talk to him. And he wants us to go to a valuable place. He wants us to go somewhere special that we can connect with him. And I said it earlier that God wants to spend time with us. He wants to come to us with all our worries, all our cares, all our wants. That's because he wants to get to know us and develop a relationship with him. Who here has a best friend? Who's only spoken to that best friend once? (laughs) You've only spoken to that best friend once? That's amazing. Well, I have best friends that I definitely haven't spoken to them once. I love spending time with friends. And I find that you don't often, when you first meet someone, you don't think you're going to be my best friend. Sometimes you have that connection. But often you need to spend time with that person, don't you? You need to actually hang out with them. You need to be going out with a group of friends. You need to be going to the cinema, hanging out. But often the time that you'll really know that they're your best friend is when you have one-on-one conversations. And that's what it is a little bit like with God. We need to go somewhere without distraction. We need to go somewhere one-on-one to have an honest conversation with God. And when, when you find that you're having that one-on-one time with one of your friends, you're often, you have really good chats, don't you? You're often really honest with each other. It's a safe place. You, it's, it's, a, it's a comfortable place to ask each other questions, to say, don't worry, I'm not going to tell anyone that, but thank you for sharing that. 
That's what it's like with God. He wants us to come to him honest. He wants us to come to him with whatever's going on in his mind because he he sees it as a two-way conversation. We're not just talking things at him, but we want to listen to God as well. That's so important. And uh, I hear you saying, yeah, but Lauren, my youth leader told me that. I know, I know that I need to talk to him, but I just don't know how to do that. Well, I've got a chair. This is a very holy chair. I brought it down all the way from Brighton. <laughs> haven't really. Brighton's quite far away. I don't know how the furthest someone came here to New Day. Anyone got on a plane to come to New Day? Well, I don't know. Maybe the train, maybe a long way. So I'm just going to have some water. Have you noticed, oh, have you noticed we've all got snazzy bottles this year? Right, anyway, so... Um, where am I? Chair. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was once um, told this story, which I find really, really helpful for helping me with my prayer life. So we all said earlier that some of us struggle with praying. And one of my friends said this to his church leader. He said, look, I find it really, really hard to pray. It's quite a common question for us all to ask. And this particular pastor, rather than going into a big sermon about why do we pray and getting out his Bible and saying all the reasons, he just said simply this, I make time for stuff that I value. And that's all he said. And this guy was like, making time for stuff that I value. Okay, well, what does that mean? So he, he, he thought about it. He thought, yeah, you know what? I do value God. often lots of us in the seminar have said that we want to put Jesus first in our lives. So we're saying that we value him, we believe in God, we want to be a disciple of Jesus. So he decided, right, I need to make this a priority. If I value God, if I value my relationship with God, I need to show him this. So he decided to buy a chair. I don't know what the chair looked like. I don't know if it was anything like this. I think he thought, actually, this is going to be a really nice chair. I'm going to really buy a valuable chair. And he placed it in a place that was going to really help him connect with God. This particular place was in front of his garden. He loved looking out every morning to just the empty garden. And he got up 10 to 15 minutes earlier every day. And he set aside time with Jesus in his chair. And that was a simple thing. All he did was buy a chair. He got up 10 to 15 minutes earlier every day. And a few months later, they were talking to his family and they were just saying about how, how's he getting on? And their family said, this guy, our dad is a changed person. He's more loving. He's more uh, gentle. He's more kind. He's more servant hearted. He's more Christ-like all because he bought that chair and he was in that place. Isn't that amazing? When we, t- when we make time for things that we value, God hears that, God sees that, and God loves it. When we come to him, we set aside time for him. He loves that. And it doesn't mean that you have to necessarily get a chair this morning after New Day, and that's your homework, but I want to encourage you, where is your chair? Where's your place that you go to to spend time with God? Where do you go to get away from the noise? Where do you go and get away from your friends and just to have some one-on-one time with God? Because that's what he wants to do. Some of you might be saying, yeah, but Lauren, I have a chair. I know where I go to pray, but I still don't know what to say. Well, after Jesus said to pray in secret... 
he uh, goes on to tell the disciples a bit more about how to pray. And he says, pray then like this. This is, still, this is actually in Luke 11, verses 2 to 4, if you either want to look this up or write this down. Some of you may recognize this verse, but I'll read it first. It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Does anyone recognize that, those verses? Yeah? Do you know what those verses are? The Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer. So that's what Jesus said when the disciples asked him how to pray. So some of you might be thinking, the Lord's Prayer, and you might have heard those verses and you don't probably know what they all mean. So we're just going to quickly just unpack a little bit about what is the Lord's Prayer. So what do we start with when we're praying to God? Well, what does those verses start with? The first line is, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Notice what he he starts with praising God. Say praise after me. Say praise after me. Starting prayer with praise is so important. He wants us to talk to him about who he is. He wants us to come to him thankful for who he is and what he's like as a person. So the word, it says, our father in heaven. If I was praying to God, I'd be saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you are my father. Thank you, God, that I get to call you that. No matter what I've done in the day, what Toby was talking about this morning, no matter what have we done, we get to call him our father. And this is about honoring God. It's really important that when we start praying, we praise him for who he is. And after that, it says, hallowed be your name. Hallowed is another word for holy. And we often talk about the holiness of God. The holiness of God is he is other. He is none like us. He is better than anyone else. And when we start in that place of praise, it's, it does, it, we can't help but get excited, can we? I love getting excited about things. And when I get excited about it, I'm talking about it. And I find when I pray to God, when I start with praise, often what I find helpful is actually reading the Bible reading scripture because when I read scripture when I pray scripture back to God even when I'm having a really rubbish day even when I'm finding it hard I find when I'm looking at the Bible I'm reading the verses and I'm saying God thank you that you're my father in heaven you are holy hallowed be your name I instantly can just feel excitement towards God and he delights it when we delight in him so it's really important that you tell God how much you love him. Tell him why. Say out loud the goodness of God, all that he has done for us, and start in that place of prayer with praise. And then what happens next, the other verses, it says, your kingdom come, your will be done, give us this day our daily bread. Well, what are they doing there? They're now asking God for things. Say, ask after me. Say, ask after me. So what do we have earlier? Praise, Praise. ask, Ask. praise, Praise. ask. So it's 
when we, so we've done the pra- praising, we thank God for who he is, we've started in that place. Immediately then, naturally, it often happens that we start asking God for things. God loves it, like I said earlier, when we're specific with God about what we need. He loves to answer our prayers. So it's, we, he says, come, come and give me everything you have, everything that's going on in your mind. Give me all your desires. Give me all your needs. Give me all your wants. Sometimes they're really practical needs. Sometimes we are actually praying for food on our table and God to meet our needs. But sometimes, God, it's bigger than that and we need some help for our friends. We need prayer for our family. We need prayer for sickness. We need prayer for whatever is going on in our lives. And God wants to hear all of those things. He wants, he says in another verse in the Bible, ask and it will be given to you. Seek him first. So it's really important when we're coming to God that we seek him. We ask for things. Because often when we ask for things, we then get to see for God answering those prayer. And that's just amazing. When we're coming to pray, we come to the living God who wants to answer our prayers. So that is an invitation for you this morning to ask God for things. I don't know what's going on around you, but I'm sure all of us can be writing in our notepads or be thinking even now, where do we need, what do we need God to do? I need God to do quite a few things. I need God to do something in my life. Maybe you're here with a friend that you want to see them get breakthrough into freedom. You want to see them become Christians. Maybe it's other family members that you want to pray for. I'm sure loads of us have loads of needs that he wants to hear from you this morning. So when we come to God, we want to start with praise. We're going to start with that in worship, and then we're going to move on to asking. So as Ariane said earlier, we're going to now move on to our second part of the seminar stream. But we're going to start applying this this morning. I would love for us to start in that place of prayer. And we're going to do some practicing of this because it's easier when we're doing it with each other. And that's the purpose of this seminar. We want to equip you and help each other with it. So we're going to move on to some small groups. Katie's going to come up and talk us through this next phase. Thanks, Katie.